and welcome to In the Days of Noor with me, Noor, where we talk about Islamic-related topics and social issues. This episode of In the Days of Noor was recorded live on Facebook Live. That's facebook.com slash in the days of Noor and facebook.com slash Noor al Today, our guest is Michael Stanford talking about traditional marriage versus modern marriage. Enjoy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We're just going to add Michael here, inshallah, and hopefully we can begin. All we're just waiting for Michael to join us, inshallah. Oh, alhamdulillah, that's excellent. It's side by side. Okay, alhamdulillah. So, okay, I'm just seeing. All right, alhamdulillah, no feedback. Okay, so we wanted to talk about traditional marriage versus modern marriage. Um, Michael, if you wanted to begin, inshallah, and then, yeah, if you want to begin. Yeah, so I'll give an introduction about myself first. So uh, my name is Michael Sanford, and uh, so thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'll do it. So my name is Michael Sanford, uh, originally from Chicago. I'm in my late 40s now. I uh, moved to Washington, D.C. in the 90s, in uh, 95, and then after about a few months of studying different religions on my own, going through some hard times. I decided to uh, look into Islam, among other religions. I became Muslim in 96, and then I got married in 99, and I had a uh, had a son, and so I have a teenage son now. And I'm a software engineer by trade, started a few uh, software uh, entrepreneurs as well, started a couple companies, and then moved to... After D.C., uh, or after my first marriage, lasted about four years, got divorced. A few years later, got remarried. That lasted a little bit more than four years, got divorced. And then that ended about three and a half years ago. And really since then, it's been a journey about trying to figure out what the heck went wrong and why this was happening. Uh, So... That's how I got started on this journey about relationships and gender roles and masculinity and femininity, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And that's, that's good to, right, to take that path after getting divorced or trying to figure out what you did wrong instead of just what the other person did wrong or circumstances. So that's, alhamdulillah, that's beneficial and hopefully not just for yourself, but for everyone listening and for people around you who you're advising so I know we did want to start out with um, trying to give some definitions, as some people already asked before the broadcast, well, what is a traditional marriage? And some people had different definitions of that. So uh, do we want to start? No, actually, we wanted to start with the definition of um, what is a good spouse? What do we think of as a good spouse? for a husband and wife, and then go into traditional marriage. So you had a really good list, a really good definition of both. And I'd like you all to chime in as well as to 
what do you feel um what is the definition of a good husband a good wife so michael if you could give us your definition inshallah sure hold on let me bring up my notes here sure. right so just so that people watching know so nordine and i we uh we came up with this and we 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 agreed that we would come in with agreement about what a definition is and expectations are and so there was a little bit of a disagreement but regardless like we here's what we have for a good husband provide protect and lead his wife to be the best version of herself spiritually meaning dean physically intellectually emotionally and financially lead by example to be the best version of himself ensure his wife lives in an environment where she feels safe secure and loved and then for expectations for a husband financial responsible for wife and children build environment for spiritual growth and improving dean for wife and himself provides interesting and exciting experiences for her that she wants and shows gratitude to wife mhm yeah yeah so i think that well you guys can let us know in the comments if you agree with that so but just as a starting point that's what we both kind of agreed on were the expectations that people have of what a good spouse is and maybe just what a good spouse is in a um general sense um so let me just say assalamu alaikum to taulia and i think i saw jermaine here um sayid assalamu alaikum so assalamu alaikum to everyone um Jermaine said he agrees okay alhamdulillah and if you think of something else let us know but yeah so we can start out with that basic definition of what we think a good spouse is and then try to see where does that fit in this conversation of a modern versus traditional marriage and maybe what has the ability to provide that um more than the other or maybe they're equal or maybe one is better for some things and and the other is better for other things Waalaikum assalam Zainab so um in thinking of those definitions then we want to go into the definition of a modern marriage and a traditional marriage so um just from some of the notes from what we discussed then I'll, at least I'll define the modern marriage part that in order yeah no, just remember, so we did good husband do you want do you want to read oh. what we talked about for good wife Oh wow. Okay. For some reason I thought we did both. Yes, please do. Yeah. Yeah. So I did husband want you to do wife. Okay. Or do you want me to read it? I don't know if you have the notes in front of you. Yes, please do. Sorry. All right. All right. So for 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 good wife, we have provide a home environment for her husband that strengthens and encourages him fulfilling his responsibilities and noble goals. Ensure her husband feels respected, be trustworthy with finances and companionship. uh expectations good sex good food good words in terms of being honest respectful positive most of the time every had bad days uh and providing a good home in other words a clean household mhm okay so <clears throat> did we say that that was our definition of a good wife but are we also saying that those are the expectations that men have of what a good wife is so yeah So I'll I'll take a stab at that. So you know, so like I talked about about 3 and 1/2 years ago when I started this journey about relationships, 
you know, I, I talked to a lot of men, like I get this, this call every now and then saying, Mike, you know, sorry, but I know you've gone through this a couple of times and I was wondering if you could help my cousin, my brother, et cetera. And there was definitely a common theme among the guys that, that I talked to. And I would have to say, like, I think what we articulated for a good wife would be, that would be, that would be a touchdown for a lot of guys. Okay. Yeah. And we spoke about, I don't know if we'll get to this later or I just want to mention it now, but we spoke about the fact that some of these expectations that either men have of women or women have of men, they don't necessarily have of themselves and that that can sometimes be part of the conflict. So in that list, if someone, if some of the women here can, can answer or some of the men from the list we made for husbands, if what is expected or what we said to be a good husband or a good wife, if you came into your marriage with that idea of yourself, so if we're saying that one of the things that would make a good wife is a home cooked meal, is that what women are coming into marriage believing themselves to be responsible for um, or not? So I'd, I'd love to hear from you all in the comments, but we can move to um, defining modern marriage, right? Yeah. Okay. So we said that a modern marriage would be defined as equitable, flexible, um, that there is an emphasis on sameness that, and I, and I think Mike wants to get into this a bit more, but that the man is very accommodating to the woman. He's not necessarily taking on the leadership role. Um, and so those were some of the things we said for modern marriage and we can get into traditional marriage, but what were some of the, do you want to add to that definition? And then what were some of the critiques that you had of modern marriage? Yeah. So we talked briefly in yesterday about this, right? And so one of the things that was interesting that came up when we discussed this was, you know, uh, about kind of in this 50, 50 role and how that, that works in terms of, of leadership. Like originally it was, we talked about, well, that's just with finances, but then when it, where does it go beyond that? You know, where does it, where does, and then we, we had this conversation about, well, well, what if the woman then makes more? And then does, right. because her paycheck on the W-2 is higher than the man's, does that mean that she takes the leadership role? And, you know, one of the things that's happened in, on this, this uh, journey of mine is I've gone from being an advocate of modern marriages to being very much of a traditionalist. And the re and, and one of the reasons that is is because just with the gender roles, men having you know studies have shown that women they, they like they marry across and up in social yeah. status, right? And men marries uh, down. And so when you have when the woman, I'm talking about like in a romantic relationship, a marriage yeah. where the woman is constantly leading, you know, studies have shown that she becomes unhappier. She feels like the husband is holding her back. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that's where, you know, defining leadership based on last paycheck, I find problematic. Right. Yeah. And we spoke about that and about um, that to me, the issue was, hmm. The issue was um, maybe not 
in part, yes, how much money both of them make, but also that part of the issue was who was paying for what, that there could be a scenario where the woman makes more money, but the man is still um, in charge of finances. And that in, in my view, <laughs> then he would still be the leader, whereas um, if they were splitting things equally, then he would not be the leader. Then they're essentially making things together and have making decisions together and have more of an equitable marriage. Um, so I feel like it's it's less about <laughs> it's less about the paycheck and more about um, who is paying <laughs> for their life. Uh, and even that can still get tricky, though, because if the woman knows she's making more, so she knows that she can afford a better lifestyle, even if he is paying for everything, then they can still um, run into problems. So, what, right. So when you say that, so let's just take that hypothetical for a moment, right? When you say that, right, the woman is making more, maybe significantly more than the man, and <laughs> but the man is still making the financial decisions. Yeah. So, and so are you saying that hypothetically or have you seen that actually work? Um, have I seen it work? I have heard of it working. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's the normal circumstance. Okay, with the woman making more money, the man making less, and he's still paying the bills. Um, I've only heard of that being the case once. And I felt like in this case, um, it was maybe more possible, like if it's a case where a woman, she was doing some kind of side business, she was like an entrepreneur, she started a, a podcast, she started a, she wrote a book or something. And then it just happened to sell a lot and she happened to become a millionaire. Um, I feel like that's a bit of a different dynamic than if she just worked harder than him. <laughs> I feel like most mm -hmm. women would probably have an issue if she felt like, no, I just worked harder than you and that's why I'm making more money. I think that would be a lot of difficulties. Right. I, I would agree with that. You know, I think it's a difficult scenario where, you know, the, the, where the wife making more money, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine how that is going to be a cohesive, healthy relationship where she's working harder, making more money, and he's making decisions. He's if like so. For example, if they say, "Oh, we're going to live in a smaller house," and it's obviously natural, understandable, reasonable, um, and even more importantly, happens <laughs> frequently where she would say. Uh, no, I look. I'm earning this money. I'm working hard. I want the nicer car. I want the bigger house. Oh, I want oh. this for our children. And I just find that dynamic not workable. You know, yeah. You know, it, you know women have this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, when I've like in in uh, when I've talked to a lot of guys, the problem is they're very when they're in a, in a situation where their relationship, where they're constantly like seeking approval or trying to please their wives constantly, you know, and what happens is, and so like just even in the scenario where mm -hmm. he says, well, okay, well, if that's what you really want, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. You know, a woman, you know, what we talked about, a woman being respectful to a man, you know, ultimately she can have good manners 
she could have good edhab, but at the end of the day, if she's not authentic about that respect, yeah, it's not going to happen. And long term, it's going to fall apart. And so, if if they're working in this manner where she's working harder, she's making the money, and he's he's either saying no, we're not going to do that, or he's saying whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. She's not going to respect him long term, and it's not going to work. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I think I agree with you about it being authentic. I think that's a really big issue that a lot of men. Hold on, them, but I feel like a lot of men don't seem to understand that. Like even in this issue of a woman being taken care of financially, and a lot of men will say, "Well, it's 2019, and it's so hard for a man to solely take care of a household, etc." Um, but men still want the same level of respect that a typical housewife would have for a husband who's doing everything for her and it's just not gonna happen like a, a woman can try and force that if she just thinks it's good to do but it as you said it's not going to be authentic and he may end up feeling that it's not authentic <clears throat> so that that alone can cause a lot of tension um, agreed yeah so and that that's really where i see you know that's where i really see the big failure you know for long-term relationships you obviously have to, it has to be authentic and it's where i see uh you know men particular so right in, the, in this, this world we live in where the society where we live in this culture we live in where we're taught men and women are the same in terms of of being socially just right that what happens is we don't understand the, the differences between men and women and since we don't understand, we don't have the knowledge, and we don't have the skills, and it's just very difficult to have long-term healthy relationships without having those knowledge and skills, if not impossible. Yeah, I And so, mm -hmm. yeah, and so I just see, you know, one of the failings of men today, or I should say a better way is that we have a lot of mediocre men. They're not failing, let's say, but they're, they're at least mediocre and and it's getting worse you know like at the mosque we don't talk we talk about men need to treat their women well mm -hmm. and that's true but you know what is the definition of treating well you know just being nice and accommodating isn't enough and yeah. Yeah. that's where we we need you know men to be truly people that are more than mediocre that are great men that do great things and take risks that are strong and confident and then that respect will will come naturally from the wife if the man is a leader um mm -hmm. yeah and you know what the funny thing is is i don't know it's strange because i guess that some men need that emphasis of be nice to your wife be kind if you're a very aggressive man then Maybe you need to calm down, so you need that side of it. But I do notice there's like this, for in a small example, this hyper focus on, for example, the Prophet said it was Salam, um, helping his wives in the house, and there's there's such an emphasis on this, and men should help in the house, and for me, yeah, alhamdulillah, that's valuable. But I think it's still important that we say he helped. It was not his primary responsibility. He wasn't doing half of the work in the household. And that we really, what would make men better, so to speak, 
is to focus more on being men, to focus more on fulfilling their roles, not to be hyper-focused on, like you said, be nice, be kind, help with chores. But that the masculine role needs to be fulfilled first and foremost. And yeah, if you have extra energy, then help as well. But that I don't think that should be the focus. I agree. I agree that like sewing and doing the dishes and helping around the house is secondary versus the primary role of providing and protecting. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, one of the things that, and this is just my personal reflection, is that in, um, you know, in, uh, in the Quran on, on uh, 434 about how men are maintainers of women, mm-hmm. you know, like what I got out of that is men are supposed to be the providers and protectors for women. But what's implied in that, and this is just my opinion, is that men and women, or men are the providers and protectors of women, and that what's implied is that women want or should be provided and protected for. Mm -hmm. And so, like, women have to, so a man has to play the role of provider and protector, and a woman has to play the role of being provided and protected for. Hmm, interesting. What does that what does that mean to you to play the role of being provided and protected for? Well, just like we're talking about modern marriages and traditional marriages, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when the when the woman is, well, I'll use your words, right, working harder and making more money, and I mean, honestly, in this modern, I've I've seen situations like that, and and I in. It's an almost inevitable that the woman is going to say, why do I need him? Exactly. And, yes. and if the roles were reversed, then that wouldn't be the case. It would be fine. <laughs> right? Right. And, and so, you know, men and women, there's a lot of, they're the same in a lot of ways, but they have different emotional needs. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand what those needs are and, and, and I'm talking about right in the context of marriages right now and relationships is that, you know, we, we have to understand those and build those skills towards that, you know, like, yeah, I mean, the th- I mean, even in just in terms of like sexual polarity, for example, like, I mean, I could go through a whole list, but at the end of the day, like when, when a guy acts like his wife's best friend, mm. best girlfriend, you know, like yoga partner and TV movie watcher partner and flower gardening partner. And like, she's going to treat him like the same, right? Treat him as as, as a great girlfriend. And there's going to be, you know, I just was reading a statistic that 20% of marriages are sexless marriages now. Mm. And, you know, that's a lot. And, and that's sexless, sexless. Like there's still a lot of marriages that uh, the frequency is, is still very low. And, you know, I think in this, this society where we just focus on same, 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 same. Right. And I think most men and women, they're not, they're trying their best to be what they think the best is. And I just don't think there's a, a good model for what good husband, good wives are in our society today. It's much different than obviously a thousand years ago. Right, right. And it's it's very difficult and maybe, I don't know, but I feel like that is a part of the difficulty of modern marriage 
is the fact that people know they don't need each other. <laughs> and I think that alone mm-hmm. makes marriage more difficult because, I mean, alhamdulillah, as Muslims, we don't have this problem as much. But just to touch on the non-Muslim society for a moment, that they don't need marriage to commit and to have intercourse. They don't need marriage for that. They don't need, a woman doesn't need marriage to be taken care of. You don't need marriage to have good food. You don't need marriage to um, have someone to take care of your kids. You can take them to the daycare. So like, of course, none of these things are equal to what a marriage should bring. But I think there's so much less of a need that almost like marriage has to rely on the two people themselves wanting to be together. And that makes it a lot more difficult, I think, for for it to last and for people to stick it in. You're saying that they're just living kind of different lives side by side. Often, I mean, when you hear some like very ultra modern marriages that that women are supposedly supposed to look up to where the women are able to pursue their careers, there are some of these marriages where they'll have a career in another city and they're traveling Mm. to and fro their city and their husband is sometimes is not uh, pursuing his career to the same level. Sometimes he is, but they are pretty much living separate lives and I don't know, coming together when they want to or for the kids sake or whatever, but that is almost treated like the ideal of modern marriage to be able to fully pursue your career and still Mm. have the marriage and the kids. You know, it was interesting when you talking about that, like when I was, uh, when we were coming up with this definition of good husband and good wife, you know, there was, uh, is essentially what I got out of it was, or reflection I had on it was like, he's kind of the, the, the head of the spear, if you will, trying to provide. And she is trying to, uh, he is trying to help her help him and vice versa, right? Like there's this, um, they have their own swim lanes and they're helping each other, right? There, there are, there's synergy there. You know, his, historically speaking, it's really interesting. Historically speaking, men in the, in the general, right? And I'm talking for like thousands of years. The, 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 the relationships that have flourished and where the, the wives have flourished and the children uh, have flourished is where the man puts a lot, of, uh, the, the husband puts a lot of investment, time, money, etc., into the wife and into the children. Mm. You know, this, the, the idea of, you know, we'll just be, and, and that's really the sunnah, right? That, that's the sunnah. And, you know, this idea of, in this modern marriage context, well, I'll be, I think what you said is very articulate. I'll be somewhat independent. You be somewhat independent and we'll come together and we'll hope for the best. You know, we live in times of social experimentation in terms of, of, of relationships, in terms of gender roles, in terms of gender definitions. And right. This whole concept is, is, is very new. Like even quite frankly, even the concept of, of, women in the workplace, and I'm not saying that women should not be in the workplace, don't anyone say that, but I, what I am saying is that it's new, right? So, right. right, really since about 1970, the 1970s, has it been 
becoming more mainstream that women are in the workplace. And so this is really in uh, uncharted territory, mm -hmm. even in the West. Yeah, yeah. And to specify, you know, I know this is what you mean, but just to specify women being in the workplace side by side with men. Um, yeah, and I, I was just reading an article this morning that um, stay at, marriages with stay at home dads are like 35% more likely to end in divorce. Mm. And, you know, to me, it's not surprising, because I generally think that traditional gender roles are better. I think they're tradition for a reason. Um, but people have this sort of <clears throat> thing where they feel like, well, if I'm making more money as the woman, it's just more logical for him to stay home with the kids. Like, yeah, we get it. There should be a primary caregiver. So if I'm making more money, then he should stay home with the kids and I can pursue my career. And because we're so out of touch with gender role, even just what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman and what those differences are, then that just sounds like a logical sound idea. But, you know, the numbers show otherwise. And, of course, some people will say... Oh, and it's very socially acceptable to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. to Sorry, I was saying, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that some people will say that. Um, that's just because we're, we still have these, what do you call it? Sort of like we've been brainwashed into these gender roles. And if we just, <laughs> you know, we just work hard mm -hmm. enough, we'll be brainwashed out of it. And you know, Allahu Alam, I'm sure that some of it is socialization, but I think some of it is definitely natural and that it just doesn't sit well with a woman for very long to see her husband at home with, with the kids while she's out at work. Right. I, I, I agree with that. I very much agree with that. Um, you know, I, in your last video about modern marriage, we, you know, you had talked about, it was like, two-thirds, 70%, something like that, of, of women leave men. Yeah. Or they're the ones that initiate divorce. And, you know, it's obvious you're going to have a bad relationship when there is, like, domestic violence or abuse by the man, right? That's obvious. Mm -hmm. But, right, and, and we talked about this, Nora Dean, about how it, it, you know, what's the common theme about how men who are financially responsible, and are call it nice right to their wives and they end up leaving and i've seen that play out in the real world many times where mm -hmm. the, the the man is like just accommodating and accommodating and nice and giving and writing poems and giving flowers and doing all <laughs> this and and then and she becomes disrespect she just naturally starts being disrespectful to the guy and he mm. It's a feedback loop, so he then tries being more nice, more accommodating, write more poems, write, get more flowers, mm -hmm. and she's the one that ends up leaving. Right, yes, and it's, it's a fascinating thing because I don't think that women can fully articulate what's going on because they've been, <laughs> right, because they've been taught that this is what husbands should be be today they should be like your best friend they should be nice they should be accommodating all the things that you mentioned so i don't think women even fully understand why they're all mm. happy in those kinds of marriages <laughs> but he yeah it's not I, I i agree with you and it's uh i i agree with you and and to underscore that like yeah you know, how many times have i heard a woman say i want a man to be loving and treat me well like thousands of times, mm -hmm. right? 
And the reality is that if that were, if that, if, so that is true. But if that was all that there was, then you wouldn't have this dynamic where women are attracted to the quote unquote bad boys, right? Like women, exactly. and so like, you know, men, I really believe this, like men, like at a primordial level, like hardwired in our DNA, men are attracted to physical beauty. And I really believe that women are attracted to men who are strong, confident, fearless, et cetera. And so right. that's where that dynamic is. But we, as a society, as we're talking more about men and women are the same and there's not any differences, which is obviously not true, that gets lost on what does it mean for me to be play my role as a woman or as a man and what is it that I want and what do I want the other person to do? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of this social experimentation in terms of relationships. Like, just for myself, being through the war wounds of it, I don't believe that. I just don't believe it's a, a working model. And honestly, especially as Muslims, there's something very sacred about men being men, men being masculine, women being feminine. In order, you and I, we talked about this briefly, that, you know, I said, well, masculinity is under attack right now. And, and you were like, well, femininity has been under attack for a lot longer. <laughs> and, and I really, and I, I, I believe that's, uh, that's accurate. ASA, American Sociology Association. Oh, APA. I, no, ASA. ASA? Okay. Uh, I, yeah, it's ASA. Maybe I have the, the word wrong for S, but ASA, American something association. They just came out and saying that it was so interesting. They just came out with this report, I think it was last week, that said that traditional masculinity, so it's interesting, it's no longer toxic masculinity, it's traditional masculinity. Yeah. They came out with things that were saying, like, if, if, if someone plays, they didn't even call it a man, but it's someone who plays the traditional masculine role, that will, it, like, risk-taking, mm -hmm. like, I love, like, risk-taking, I love risk-taking. Like, I think it's great. Like, I started businesses, I've done, I mean, just becoming Muslim, where I convert yourself, that's a big risk, right? Mm -hmm. Like, risk-taking, they said risk-taking will lead to homophobia. Like, like mm -hmm. that is the stuff that's being pushed on us. Like, and that's, that's being taught in the mental health industry, that's being yeah. taught in schools. It's, I just find it, I don't, I find it, you know, you use the term brainwashing, um, you know, whether you call it brainwashing, whether you call it social conditioning, what have you, you know, times have obviously changed over the last decade, two decades, three decades. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, like men, you know, we talked about this, how men or women, they marry across and up in social status, mm -hmm. right? And we just have men who are just no longer worthy of being married to, right? Like, mm -hmm. like if we have, you know, I just saw this one study that showed, like, over the last, just the last five years. So it used to be, let's go back to the 70s again, like 70s, 80s, 90s, and on standardized testing would score above women in all categories. And sometimes women would score incrementally better than men in verbal. Okay. Over the, over the last, and then in, in, in science and math, men did uh, much had much higher scores, significantly higher scores than, than women. Mm -hmm. In the last five years, women outscore men 
in every category, including math and science. And in, in, the, in universities, women now make up 56%. It used to be back in the 70s, I believe it used to be. And I'm not trying to say the 70s was like the golden era or anything like that, but just to, to show how much we've changed. Yeah. That in, uh, it used to be that men made up 58% of the population in universities. Now it's 44%, women are 56%. Mm. In, in, in graduate work, it's women are, it's about 58% more women. So as you go up, there's more of a different, there's less men. And so there was a study that was done recently, right? It's so interesting. Like there was a study that was done um, a great indicator of a successful marriage is the height difference between a male and female. Okay, so the greater the height uh -huh. difference, the taller the man is, the greater probability that they'll have a successful marriage. Uh -huh. And so, uh -huh. so what's interesting is that, um, you know, so if you, have, if you have a woman that's like six foot two, for example, mm -hmm. the amount of mates, she, amount of men she is willing to marry significantly less than the amount of men, the supply of men, if she's 5'2". Mm -hmm. You following? Yeah. So, so, so with, and the same thing is true with education. So if you have a woman who has, let's say, a graduate degree, it's very, very, very rare she'll agree to marry someone, a man with a high school education. Right. And so, and so, and so what's happening is just women are becoming increasingly better educated men are increasingly becoming less educated and there's just less men that are willing or are, are able husbands yeah. for that are attractive husbands for women. And I just see, mm -hmm. I, I just, I'm not optimistic about where marriage is going. I just don't see men have the, in, in the aggregate that men are having the skills that there will be supply of good men that women, like what you're even talking about. A lot of women don't even know why they are attracted to, they don't know they're attracted to strong, confident men. They're just told they, men are kind of these like neat tamed animals or animals that need to be tamed. If they can just find someone nice, they'll just do that. Mm -hmm. And that's one that's not, well, one, it's not true that that's how men really are. Like, and we talked about this, like men, if they knew that the ingredient to have a successful marriage, if it was just so simple as just to be nice to their, to their wife, like every guy or most guys would do that, right? There's some bad apples, obviously, mm -hmm. but um, you know, I just, right. The, the lack of supply of good men and men not having the skills. I, I just see that marriage as an institution. And then also we have the legal aspects of marriage. And we talked about this, like, you know, the, that downsides or in your last video, you talked about the downsides of traditional marriage for men or just marriage for men. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the laws are very, you know, my, it, are very anti-male, and especially like where I where I had my uh, two divorces was in Virginia, and I had I had a son from my first marriage. This is a very anti-father mm. uh, state, um, and so you know I just see the institution of marriage falling apart, right? And also just in terms of Muslims, like. You know, we're taught that, you know, Islam is this, this uh, religion of peace. And we just don't have a lot of peace at home. 
right? Like we yeah. can't even like, and our kids, like I've heard stats like kids leaving Islam at like 50, 60, 70%. And, and now it's true that kids are leaving other religions too, mm-hmm. but like, what are we doing to providing a, a good environment for our, our children? Like what examples are, are we doing? And I, I don't believe it's because we're, we're bad. We just don't have the relationship skills. Like you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be CEO of a hundred million dollar company and you can be still a bad husband because you just don't have the skills and know how to, to treat a woman. And, and obviously vice versa is true. A woman cannot have the skills, how to be a good wife and how to, um, so, you know, I, I really see it, feel like this is really a crisis of our time. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. There's, there's a lot that has changed and we're not really sure what the outcome of that will be. And obviously so far there has not been a good outcome. And I did just want to second you on, on this idea of why do women go after the quote unquote bad boy or bad guy or whatever. Um, and it is, <clears throat> I think it is um, not because he's bad. It's because he's, manly it's because even though he may be doing the wrong thing he looks like a leader he has this this um i don't know aura of masculinity or i don't know it's it's masculinity but then in a sense it's not real because he's not going after positive things but i think that is really what women are attracted to and it's like men don't really get that it's not which is partly women's fault but men don't really get that it's not that the guy is bad. It's that he's a leader. It's that he's strong. So if you're nice and strong and a leader, then women would also be attracted to that. Um, I did want to read some people's comments. Okay, so Jermaine said from earlier, uh, modern marriages sound whack. Modern men sound weak. <laughs> um, Fahim said, when the man is the breadwinner, he is the captain. If she is the primary breadwinner, she becomes the coach. Um, let's see. Jermaine also said, in our communities, most women are the primary breadwinners in many cases. Hmm. When you say what, our community, what, what specifically, which community? Yeah, Jermaine, I think, I think you must be talking about the Black Muslim community. I don't think the Muslim community in general. Maybe the Black Muslim community in America. I'm not, I'm not sure. Or maybe he's talking about his state of Michigan. Let us know, Jermaine, yeah. which community you're talking about. But I mean, there's no question. All the trends are going and all the experts are saying, you know, just in America and in the West in general, but in America, it's only a matter of time before, as an aggregate, women are the breadwinners in most um, marriages. And Yeah, it's about 25% yeah. and, now. I forget what it was in the 80s, I think 13% or something like that. But it's a, I don't know, I read 25% today, but even that sounds pretty high. But I don't know, that's what this man said. Um, it's definitely rising, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about like education, you know, it's only a matter of time. Again, you know, what the, a lot of the experts are saying, it's just uh, only a matter of time before, you know, women hold most leadership positions. You know, whether it's in, in government or in, in um, and so, and not that that's a bad thing, but what I do view as bad is that in terms of relationships, well, one, 
we just are having mediocre men. Like we need men to be, to know what it is to be a man and like stand up and be not mediocre, but to be great. Like we were talking about just briefly on like to, to, to define what that means. Like we were talking about how women who sh like, there was a school shooting, I don't know, it was like maybe two years ago or so, a year and a half ago, I forgot which one it was, it was in Florida. And this, this high school kid went in there and shot people. He got like droves of letters and emails from women that were a little just like throwing themselves at him, right? Because, yeah, exactly. And it was because, you know, the, this kind of bad boy dynamic mm -hmm. that, wow. not to say that, <laughs> that's too like, like, yeah, that's the extreme, right? So, like, you know, when when a man demonstrates fearlessness, fearlessness, dominance, like, yeah, um, uh, that women find that attractive. Like, even if, you know, I've even read that if if there's two guys or multiple guys, they're talking, and there's some women on the side watching them. You know, a guy who will, let's say, like hit another guy, you know, or just kind of slap him on the back or whatever it is, and the other man in, doesn't respond, that guy is considered more dominant and he's more attractive, right? Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. um, so really, women just are hardwired to, are attracted to, to strength and confidence, skills, risk-taking. Okay. And what you want is a man that can do that, that is also righteous mm -hmm, exactly. that is that's the goal and that's really the sirah and the sunnah is to be i mean righteous as you can be and we're going we're going to make things happen and i don't care who's in my way that's what we want we right men that can stand you know the right stand in like enjoying good and what's forbidden evil and it's really interesting like in the quran just the word rajul right which can mean like foot or like lower leg. Um, and I heard Sheikh Hamza one time say, it's really, it can be, tra uh, 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 can be meant as one who can stand on their own two feet. And we really need okay. men. What's that? No, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, so we, can, we really need men that know how to stand on their own two feet, mm -hmm. like spiritually, physically, financially, intellectually emotionally yeah i really believe that is the answer that the main ingredient is missing today in men to have good relationships is is this combination of strength and kindness you're saying or strength and righteousness right yeah righteousness oh. righteousness like there's there's times where yeah i mean there's times to be kind and there's times not to be kind mm. I mean, and honestly, think about that, right? So as a female, like, like, what do you want? Like, do, like, do you want a guy? You want a guy that will be able to stand up for himself so that you feel secure that he can stand up for you and stand up for your, your family. Right, like, exactly. Right? Yeah, right. You don't want some guy just writing flowers or writing poems all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's right. as men. That's what we're taught. We're taught that that's what you should do because men are just, like, domestic violent waiting to happen <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and it's not true right i mean mm -hmm. at least in the, the the circle of guys that i know like i don't know what the statistics are on like how you define domestic violence 
right? That's a whole thing. And I've heard stats from something very low to very high for men and for women. I've, and, I I read it was one out of ten, one out of four for women and one out of ten for men, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, not to get a whole distracted on that, that yeah. whole yeah, tangent, but uh, right, but it's in men's best interest, like selfishly, to have a good relationship with their wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, of course, that, that's absolutely right. And, you know, I feel like one of the mistakes of feminism and, and a lot of these other revolutions was to think that, which I recently learned, I still haven't read much about it, but queer theory, which their whole thing was, it's gender in and of itself that is the problem. And if we get rid of gender, then things will be better. And that's kind of the mistake that I think we've made is in thinking, okay, how do we get rid of these issues of men being dominant in abusive ways? Well, let's just make men not dominant. Let's teach men to not be dominant. And that was- Yeah, I, I would say like, let, let's, let's get rid of the abuse. Like there's no reason to neuter men. Like women are not attracted to neuter men. And honestly, a society of neutered men is a dangerous society. Yeah. It's a weak society. You know, who's, you know, no one's going to stand up and provide and protect when you have a guy who can't even do that for himself. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and and that's sort of the again, it goes back to not really understanding our differences or almost feeling like we're above those differences, like, hey, this modernity, we don't need men to protect us, we have guns and the army and whatever else um but there's still something inside of us as women that still wants to be protected even if we have the gun and the alarm system and the dog <laughs> you still want that from a man you don't want him you know hiding out too if someone breaks into the house you want to believe yeah. that he could protect you even if it's not as necessary as it was in the past yeah i agree and and Frankly, like, this is not new like, in terms of, I mean, it's new in terms of the West about trying to redefine genders and redefining gender roles. And now we have technology now that can do irreversible, um, how do I want to say that? I don't want to use necessarily the word harm, but can do irreversible results. Mm -hmm. And... You know, there was, I was listening to this one lecture about how, you know, in Greece, you know, if you look at the statues in Greece, for example, they used to be of these, these men that were very robust and strong. And then later in civilization, as they got into transgender and lack of gender roles or a, um, a blur of gender roles, mm -hmm. you see these, these statues that are these like very, uh, I think the term was used, wet noodle boys, <laughs> right? And... <laughs> And and it was really the end of their civilization. Hmm. And yeah, I think. And I think a, that, that. Yeah, no, there's a feminist, Camille Paglia. I haven't read her whole argument, but she said a very similar thing. I think that's who it was, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Transgenderism is signaling the end of society. <laughs> I haven't. Read and do you know she's transgender too? 
she's transgender? She consider she considers herself transgender. So she's never done like an operation or anything, but she 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 considers herself. She is a big advocate of traditional gender roles, like huge. Like I've heard her. Interestingly enough, yeah. Yeah, I've heard her say like like masculinity is under assault in our in our days, and she considers herself transgender. Wow, I did not know that. I know she did say something about being feeling masculine or being more masculine. I didn't know she said she was transgender. Okay, that's kind of a sign. She identifies that way. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's read some more comments. Um, actually, let me. So we did. We defined modern marriage, and then we kind of went into that. So I think we want to define um, traditional marriage. But let me try and look at some of these comments okay talia said that's because natural femininity has uh oh okay has respect for roles of true men and they hate that feminism might not like that but being a true muslima naturally falls under it she respects the role and honor of manhood okay mashallah um, yeah <laughs> Zainab said it's the same here in the UK. We see a rise in girls outdoing the boys academically. Yeah, and I did actually want to just say one thing about that, which is it's partly why I feel very cautious about these movements to go into anywhere, Africa, India, wherever they're going, um, to empower girls. Because I always think, okay, you empower them, you give them an education. Who are they going to marry? If the boys remain in the same circumstance, this is going to be a this is going to be a very very difficult for them either to find husbands or to get into marriages where the husband is not really making money and she's the breadwinner, so it's not a great dynamic. Like that isn't really setting them up for a great future if we don't tackle both the girls and the boys. I I a hundred percent agree. Like, you know, I, I have a teenage son and. What I've had conversations about exactly this, about relationships and gender roles. And, you know, I told him, we, I remember the first time I told him we need strong, confident men. And he said, Dad, if you said that in school, that would be considered misogynist. Wow. <laughs> and, and when I told him about what I just articulated earlier about, about how men, like over the last five years, it's changed that we're, men just are, to score much lower or score lower on all categories than, than women do now on standardized tests in the United States. And he said, I didn't know that. He's like, I just assumed women always did better than men. <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and so just the idea of what normal is, right? is, is changing. Absolutely. Um, so let's just look at a couple more comments before we get to traditional marriage. Um, Oh, I just wanted to clarify. I think you said that still in graduate school and doctor programs, there are still more men, or has that changed? Also? No, no, no. For every uh, in, in in graduate, right, um, masters and, and doctorate. Yeah. For 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 every one hundred men, there's a hundred and thirty-five women. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that one. I thought still, I thought that men still outnumbered as you got higher, but okay, interesting. Um, no, no. Wow. So Fahim said men need to get their finesse game together. 
Jermaine said a lot of well, bad apples. Well, I was really interested what, what you mean by finesse game. What is that? <laughs> in, yeah, in this context, what does finesse mean? I guess just getting themselves together. I think that... Getting game? Means. Getting game, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not game. I don't think men just need game. Well, I mean game in terms of not knowing how to. I don't right. I don't mean like in terms of pickup, but I mean okay. game in terms of knowing to how to increase like sexual attraction, polarity, and let's okay. say in a marriage. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see. I'll just read a couple more. Um. He gives off. He gives off a sense of security. I guess he means that the man gives off a sense of security. Okay. And let's see. This is a perfect time for our elders to step up and apply their wisdom, especially the ones who have a stable, mm. loving household. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so, sure. But I don't see it happening. And the reason I don't see it happening is because just real talk here, right? So, you know, if I if I look at Moss today, usually, like, you know, it's a struggle, right? So, usually, like, the imams or the people that run the mosque are, are have come over from a Muslim country. And okay. they're still, right, there's, a, it takes an immense amount of work to adjust to a whole new culture, right? And, like, for, like, when you think about it, like, Muslims represent about 1% of the United States. If I, as, so I'm a Muslim convert, but if I, if I look at, at, at Muslims as, as an observer yeah. over the last 20 years, it's essentially, like, if, if I could sum up, like, the conversation in terms of PR, right, public relations, I would say Muslims are essentially saying, won't you like me now? Like, sh can't we fit in now? <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and especially immigrant Muslims and, and children, especially immigrant, I agreed. Right. And so to have someone who has a mentality of like, I want to fit in to say, well, we're going to do something that completely doesn't fit in. We're going to say that we don't think that we're, we're going to go against this grain of sameness between men and women. And we're going to say that we think that, Men should be men and women should be women. And that goes completely contradictory to we want to fit in. Yeah. yeah. No, I and so I, I, I think it's great that people would stand up and say it, which is like I think having these kind of conversations and other people having this kind of, is, is great. And it, it's hard for me to see elders doing that. And that's not a criticism on elders. They have had to go through craziness just to get where they are and supply for their for families and provide a better opportunity for their children yeah yeah i agree and jermaine i would want to ask you do you feel like in the black muslim community that the elders um had better marriages and that they would be people to turn to that they had more um traditional marriages that we could look to so i'd, I'd want to know that from you because definitely there would be a difference between the black Muslim community and the immigrant Muslim community and, and other, like there would be, um, I think sort of racial cultural differences there. Um, but I definitely agree with you that if, if there are people who definitely who want to fit in, they wouldn't really be um, people to turn to. So one more comment and then we should try to get to traditional marriage. 
So Zainab said, traditionally in my culture, youth would have gone, um, youth would have gone training and preparation to marriage. Um, but we have abandoned that tradition to the detriment of our community, high divorce rates. Perhaps we need to get back to traditions. I'm from the Somali community. Okay, thank you, mm -hmm. Nina. Yeah, so that that's definitely valuable because I know where I know some of us are from. Like, well, we're all from different communities. So, yeah, the Somali community they may have something distinctly valuable that if the elders stepped up, it would be valuable to hear from them. Um, so let's get into traditional marriage. So we define traditional marriage as um, having a power dynamic where the man is the leader, that they know the differences between men and women, that there are gender differences, and that they both have primary roles, the most obvious being that the wife is the primary caretaker and the husband is the primary breadwinner. So you said that you were first an advocate of modern marriage and then you shifted towards traditional marriage. So what do you think were some key aspects that you found faulty in modern marriage that you felt like traditional marriage does this better or has better ideas about um, those aspects? Or whatever else. I'm you trying to, to say. <laughs> you yeah, so I'm trying to think what, what I can say where I'm not repeating myself. So. So, right, so the, the, the context is, right, I was raised, right, in the 70s, 80s, and my mom worked pretty much uh, was from the time I was very young. And, you know, I was always taught that, just like a lot of us are taught, that we should, you know, she works, my father works, she does the dishes, father should do the dishes, uh, she does housework, he should do housework, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I just bought a new, I just thought, yeah, I, what could be wrong with that? That makes sense, like fair, fair, whatever. Um, and then so, then when I got into um, marriages, like, so I'll say this. So in my, my first marriage, my wife, she stayed home and I worked. Okay. Okay. And in my second marriage, we both worked. And we, she, she had kids, I had my son. And, um, but what was interesting in the first marriage was even though it was a quote unquote traditional marriage, it was not traditional in so much as I really wasn't playing that leader role. I was really being that, I wasn't being a leader emotionally. I wasn't playing provider and protector emotionally, right? There was, I would just, I didn't uh, lead spiritually i didn't wait like i mean we both were practicing alhamdulillah but i wasn't leading and setting a direction for us and it was very accommodating and nice because that's just what i taught like you know that's just what i i just assumed i just thought that's what everyone is supposed to do and so no one ever told me otherwise and so right that I've, that ended in, in uh, divorce and like a lot of guys, I just, or a lot of people just thought it was the other person's fault. Then when I got married the second time, completely different women, <laughs> like completely different. And, but a lot of the same dynamics happened and it wasn't because of what they were doing. It was because of what I was doing. And it was because I really wasn't taking a leadership role. So when we talk about traditional, I think it's not just financial, but it's also about men leading. And when men, like we were talking about, when men lead and 
show, demonstrate skill and leadership at home and outside of the home, that they'll have respect. Like women want to be loved. Men want to be respected. Mm -hmm. And you can't like a, a, a guy, like a guy can't fake love. <laughs> and a woman can't fake respect. You might be able to do it yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. And so that's where I feel like getting back to the basics, you know, like men and women, the, 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 there's, there's synergy. Let's see, how do I want to say it? They complement each other, in my opinion. So what I've learned is men and women complement each other physically. Men and women complement each other in the same way emotionally. And when you take that away, mm. you're taking away what makes them happy. Like you're taking away getting their emotional needs met. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. And I don't think I ever really thought about um, traditional marriage in that way, in terms of the man being a leader in other ways or being, um, I guess, an emotional leader. Um, and it is it is an interesting thing because I think even on the opposite side of that for women who like you can choose to outwardly have a traditional marriage. The man works and the woman stays at home. But if you don't really have a deep sense of what that is, you can still end up with problems like you can say as a woman, OK, I want to be a housewife. But if you don't really have a deep sense of what that means, you can end up bored or you don't feel productive or you like you you took on this role not really knowing how much of a role it was. And I think that what you're saying is similar. Like you you took on the breadwinner role, but not really the sort of bigger role of being a leader in other ways, it seems. Exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, you know, there, there, there's an analogy, like in, in the Quran, in the Surah Neba, um, I believe it's six and seven or seven and eight. I can't remember how like um, Allah talks about, and I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember the exact translation, but about how Allah makes the earth like spread out and makes the mountains as um, stakes or tent pegs. Right. And what, this is just a reflection I have about masculine femininity. So like earth is in Arabic is feminine. Mountain is masculine. Right. So when you look at earth, it's right. There's, um, there's, that's where life happens, right? That's where there's lots of various expression, right? Like there's feminine qualities behind that. When you look at, at mountains, it's so interesting, right? Like I've, I've heard so many times, like women say, where are the real men? Yeah. Where are the real men? And, you know, when you look at like a, a, a tent stake or a mountain, like you just see, you just see, like the top of it. You don't see the foundation under the ground. Mm -hmm. And really men being fearless, men taking risks and failing, building skills, like that's the foundation that you don't see, those experiences. And and as a society so we're taught for men, we're taking away that 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 foundation. Right? right? Like and a lot of talks about, right? Like um I mean, even geologically, like there's a reason for mountains. Like they're not there just for because they're cool or they're pretty. Like they actually provide stability. Mm. And I feel like masculine energy, right? Masculine and energy feed off each other. Like the more masculine a man acts, generally that will 
translate the more feminine a female acts and vice versa. Like, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. Like if you look at men who don't provide that leadership role where she feels cut and she'll like physically take on masculine traits. Like she'll cut her hair short. She'll gain weight. She'll like, yeah, it, it is very interesting. Yeah. Like when women are stressed out, yeah. They eat and they eat carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure all the women can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me get to some of these. Yeah. Because I guess when we were talking about modern marriage, then we ended up talking about traditional marriage a bit anyway. So we didn't right. have to go into as much, as much detail. But I just think what you said is really valuable and it's really something to reflect on that even those of us who want to be in traditional marriage, we should really think about what that is beyond the surface of the breadwinner and the and the homemaker. Um, or probably yeah. or more than likely we just won't be fulfilled in those roles or we won't be fulfilling it for the other person or something's going to be missing um, if we don't really understand it. So um, let me see. Um, okay. Maruf Saz, she considers, oh, okay. Um, he was just talking about from our Camille Paglia, um, sidetrack. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fahim, a man is one who is always ready to go all the way and the woman meeting him halfway is just a bonus. Okay. Bilal said, wait, wait, the one going halfway is just what? Is a bonus. I don't know what that, well, I don't, I think, I'm not following I think that. what he's saying is that the man is ready to be the leader completely and that if she helps, then that's a great, that's great. Oh, she goes half. I see. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Bilal said, let's see, the Prophet was reported to have said, you can judge the success or failure of a society by the education and standard of its women. Okay. Interesting. I'm not sure how to put that in context, but hmm. I mean, the fact is, and I think you brought this up, like, like no matter how, to, how you cut it, like results matter. And women are less happy than they've ever been in the West yeah. or in the United States. The state, right? Women are less happy now and they have more leadership, more education, all that. And it's not working. It's and I attribute it to the as to why that is. Yeah. I, I mean, when I hear women talk <laughs> at, at, at rallies or protests or what have you, mm -hmm. they seem pretty confident. <laughs> they don't look confused at all. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just collectively, women are less happy now. And I really attribute that because there's just not men who are, great men to protect and provide and meet their needs. And so they're looking for other ways to do that. It's interesting. Like, so in our definition of good husband, I specifically put in there, um, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I put in there specifically about, yeah, here it is. Um, providing interesting and exciting experiences for her, like what she wants. Like, yeah, like if she, if he's not doing that, she, it's in her nature. She will go out and do something else. Um, to get that emotional fulfillment. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, I've definitely yeah. never thought of that. Um, 
sounds like a good idea, <laughs> but I've yeah. Thought of it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think and, you know, and, and to say to say, just to say, I'll put this in context too. Like, just to say, like traditional versus modern. Like, I don't know if we have some listeners who are thinking about married or who are married, but just brass tacks. Like, it's like being a masculine man. Like. Is, is, you need to lead, right? Like that's my my take. Like embrace your masculinity, don't shun it. And like there is a lot of skills that can take a long time to learn those things in terms of of right on the spiritual front. On a like how many how many guys that are just playing fat? Like how hard is it? Like eat right and get on a treadmill. Done. Like not that hard. And like you know, so like building up skills on. Right, emotional front, all that. Like that, I'm not saying it's easy. It takes a lot of work. But getting into a marriage, like, we, like I see, this happens all the time. Where a guy's like, "Hey, I graduated school and like got a job and like you know I want to do things in the hallway and so like I want to get married and so like okay, cool." And like they, they don't, I can't even like lead their family to a trip downtown. Like, they just want to have the skills, <laughs> like, to, um, and I see that all the place. Like, we don't even talk about, like, I'm talking about collectively within the Muslim community right now. Like, we don't collectively talk about, like, what what are the skills to make a great man, to make a great husband, to great make a great father? And being nice and loving and kind is a part of it, and there is a lot more to do that. To be, yeah, to be a, a good, yeah, yeah, and, and we, yeah. I don't, I don't so know. I'm not saying it's e it's not as easy as like traditional versus modern. Okay, I'll go traditional, then it'll all work out. Like yeah. there's still a lot. Like I'm talking about for men, there's still a lot that needs to happen, right? Uh, to and I really believe this for a successful relationship. And again, I'm talking from a man's perspective. For ninety percent of it is that you're just rocking and rolling you're like a great man yourself and then you'll get the the fruits of that labor will be in your relationship right right yeah and it's kind of funny we i think we spent more time on talking about men than on women <laughs> not purposefully but you know mashallah um i would i would say that the same would go for women again as as we kind of mentioned that if you do want to be in that role then um, something that I realize is that because we've internalized this devaluing of traditional women's role, even for women who get into, okay, I want to be a housewife, don't completely know what that means, what that takes, what that's like on a day-to-day, -day, how that even looks if it's successful or if it's a failure, like not really sure what that is. So even for women, there's a lot to there's a lot to learn there for people entering into that kind of marriage. And I agree with what you said before that modern marriage, I think in general, um, is just really not working out. And and probably partly because in modern marriage, it's so much harder to be successful because you really don't know what success looks like. Like, what what is a good modern marriage? I think people aren't really sure because it's new and we're trying to figure out what that even is. I, I, I that makes that makes sense. You know, in my opinion, just through my experiences and study and learning that the quote unquote modern marriage, however you define that non-traditional it, it's 
in my opinion, it's natural for men to be masculine. It's natural for women to be feminine. And when you erode that, you're getting out of meeting your emotional, your natural emotional needs for both men and women. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, so I think there was one, so it's 11.15 now. I think we have about half hour left, inshallah, if it goes that. Um, so we wanted to talk about, let's see. Well, I feel like we kind of touched on this, sort of what we think is better. I think we're both in agreement that traditional marriage is better for the most part. But then I would want to touch on, okay, if it is better, then what is it that people see within modern marriage that makes them choose that more often in our time? What are, what, what are people seeing as better about a more modern setup? I mean, I would love to people that are listening to comment on what their opinion is. Yeah. You know, in, in my opinion, so I'm in the tech industry, okay? And so there's this unsaid thought, for example, in the tech industry, newer is better. And I think, yeah. I think there is the same dynamic. Well, like it's new, like modern marriages, it's newer. Like we've evolved. Like that was then. We've learned so much more and we're just better now than we were in yesteryear. Mm -hmm. And so where I don't necessarily agree that just because it's newer, it is better in all situations. We've seen... We've seen things go through cycles and ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And I think just the, the social conditioning through, you know, through culture, through society, through yeah. social media, through media, through whatever, it's just assumed that is more, you know, if, like brass tacks. Like if you say you believe in traditional marriages, you should be, you believe that men should 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 lead, should provide and protect. Like, there's a lot. There, there's a strong narrative out there. Well, then you're a misogynist. Well, if you're a misogynist, you're probably a racist. And so, like, <laughs> so like it's so it's not. You have to go against the grain. Like, I mean, even as as Muslims, like it goes against the grain of our society to even. I mean, forget even Muslims, just to believe in God and practice faith. And then, and then, especially in our society, about you have to go against the grain about practicing Islam. And so, I just think there's just a lot of societal tendencies, and we don't talk about like, especially at the mosque, we don't talk about it. Yeah. We're kind of in like we we're talking about earlier. We're just in this mode of like we just want to fit in. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's all these terror. There's other people that are terrorists that aren't Muslims. So right, so we should fit in now, right? <laughs> and so. Um, I think that there's a pushback to talk about these issues there. Mm -hmm. And so since it's not talked about it, people just kind of follow the herd, if you will. That's what happens. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I would just say, and we do want to hear from you all, if you think that modern marriage is better, or if you think there are some things about modern marriage that's better, then that's fine. We'd like to hear um, I think that a lot of people look at modern marriage, especially for women, and feel like, well, a woman can be more successful in her career if she has a husband who's helping her. Um, and one of the things, one of the really good points in this book 
unfinished business by the woman who wrote the the really big article about um, why women still can't have it all, then one of the things she touched on is that the reality is women do want to have successful careers, but they don't want their husband to be less successful than them. So they want the husband to help out in the house, but they don't want it to hurt his career, which is which is almost an impossible thing to do. You can't spend a lot of time at home and a lot of time with your career. You have to choose one um, as your primary focus or you're juggling and still you're not going to get as far as if you could really um, go full speed. So I, but I do think that that is the allure of modern marriage is that a woman will feel like she can get further in her career. She may also feel like, well, um, leader may have a bad connotation that, well, I don't want any man telling me what to do, especially if you're coming into marriage after being single for a period of time and used to certain kinds of freedom. You may feel like, well, I don't want to be led by anyone. <laughs> um, you know, I want to make mutual decisions. I would think that's another reason that, that people would find um, modern marriage more appealing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of it to me. I don't know if you have anything else. Well, what did you find before that you thought was more appealing about modern marriage when you were more of a modern? I mean, I, the, the truth is, I mean, th that'd be asking me, like, before I was Muslim, like, I was raised Christian. Like, what do you find appealing about Christianity or more appealing about Christianity? It's like, oh, I didn't. I just okay. kind of followed the herd. I just, yeah. just what I did. And, um, you know, like one of the differences between masculine and feminine energy, right? So masculine energy, men grow through challenge mm -hmm. where generally women grow through praise. And I think that there is just a lot of pressure to be like, to, to, right. A, a lot of, there's a lot of praise given by saying, by climbing up that corporate ladder mm -hmm. and women like that praise. And I think there's a lot of attraction to that. Women like what? And I'm sorry. That praise. Praise. Oh yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that is absolutely true. And I've heard women say that and, and read women who, who have said that, that one of the issues that they find with being home is that, they don't get the praise from their husband or from their child about how good of a mother they are, how good of a wife they are. And at least at work, they get the praise about how good of a worker they are. And so that that is a major issue as to why women can feel like being a housewife isn't fulfilling because they just don't get the, the praise, as you said, from their husband that they need. And that's exactly why I put like expectations for a good husband is to make sure their wives feel um, that they feel that there's sincere gratitude right for for what they do right exactly like when you think about i mean i'm not a woman right but from a woman's perspective like it's just this common sense where it would be completely miserable right so if she, she's at home let's just say she's in traditional marriage you have a guy you have a husband who's not showing gratitude who's not giving her experiences of that are exciting and interesting that isn't leading it's like well th there's no emotional the, the the emotional tank is almost empty so like well and plus everyone telling me like go work and how great that is and women are going to stand up and applause and like 
So I'll go do that. Like it, it's common, or it makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. to me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I, so I, yeah, I'm just a believer that, right, the the dynamics of masculine femininity go hand in hand. So the weaker we have men, the poorer our women are, mm -hmm. the poorer condition that they're in, right? So yeah, yeah. One one thing that someone said, um, you know, when we just put up that this was going to happen, then they were questioning, well, what is traditional marriage? And they said that a more traditional marriage would involve familial support, would involve the extended family. Um, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, that maybe our definition of traditional marriage isn't starting far back enough or isn't wide enough that that familial support is also an issue um, with why our marriages fail. You know, a lot of them fail in our time. So I'm not fine. So like where extended families like help out financially? Is that what the... No, I think, uh, I don't know quite what they meant, but I, I'm thinking more of emotional support mm. for those, you know, because one thing I can say that one thing I've thought about with modern marriages is that it is solely based on love. It is solely based on the relationship of those two people. And so there's a lot less at stake. Uh, when you get a divorce, you know, I think for the most part, if someone is going to divorce in our time, people will tell them, well, if that's what you want to do, if you think that's the right decision. Whereas maybe in a marriage where there is more familial support, there would be more of an investment in that marriage and more of an investment in that working out. Um, and I think this person was saying that that is also part of traditional marriage, of having a traditional marriage. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, you know. So, like, you know, being a non-Muslim or in raised, being raised in kind of standard America culture, that to your point, like, getting married is a man and woman getting together, and then they go off and move off and have kids and do whatever. Yeah. And being a Muslim and being married to to Muslim women and just seeing it with friends is that it's not just a man and woman getting married. It's a merger of families, and it, there is now. There's some pros and cons to that. Like, mm -hmm. I, right? I, I hear a lot of. I it, alhamdulillah, it wasn't a situation in my case, but you know, I hear time and time and time again about these stories about how the the, the parents or the in laws are meddling and they're too close, yeah, and so there's very a, true. yeah, yeah. So that's not been my first hand experience. So. Um, Take it as what you will, but I think there is something to be said about about having extended families. Like it's harder to divorce, obviously, when it's a merger of families, right? When they're mm -hmm. um, right, and like in in the Quran, we already talk about how you know when there's a problem, bring uh, someone from both sides of the family and have them try to resolve it and right. whatnot. And, we, yeah. and, and 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 today, right? We we that role is up to the to the marriage counselors, yeah, and <clears throat> right, or to the, to the moms at the local mosque. Some are very qualified, some are not qualified, mm -hmm. and, and quite frankly, there's some qualified marriage counselors and some unqualified marriage mm -hmm. counselors out there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it, I don't have a. I, I'd say that's a dynamic. I haven't thought through on how that totally plays out in traditional versus modern having that extra support there. Um, but it certainly is a dynamic. And 
it wasn't on this video, but in your last video, you talked about how, like, we live in this America. In America, it's such this society of independence, yeah. and that we're, and you know, everyone has to figure it out on their own, reinvent the wheel, pay for everything, <laughs> everything, um, and right. It's just it's even traditional modern relationships aside, we just it's just very difficult for people to have successful. To, right, just to be successful themselves, and then you add the complexity of a relationship. And, you know, it's like you have to have – to have a good relationship, you have to have a quality man, and you have to have a quality woman. Yeah. And it, it's, it's hard nowadays to do that. We don't know what that is, and we're trying to figure that out. And we don't – and our family doesn't know. Like you're saying, like, there's a lot of women that are confused on what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, so um, and it's great to hear because I know as a guy, and a lot of guys – there's no talk about women are confused. It seems very clear what women want. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think if you listen to women long enough and sort of uh, the general discourse that women are having, you can kind of see that maybe confused isn't the right word, but conflicted possibly um, because there, there's the typical sort of conversation like among non-Muslims about should the guy pay for the first date or not, right? And so if, if women were completely, <laughs> if women were completely um, of this mindset that no, we're completely equal, this wouldn't even be a conversation anymore. This would be a dead conversation. But I think the fact that it is such a, a conversation that still comes up um, in our society says that women are conflicted about how much equality they actually want and when they would rather a man be a leader. Yeah. Yeah. So tip to guys, if there's guys listening to this right now, pay for the first date. <laughs> Don't send her a text the next day with a lot of emojis with hearts and angels and smiley faces. <laughs> Quick advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just had a couple other questions that I had written down so I'll just quickly let's see oh I wanted to maybe we could briefly discuss if ease of divorce, of divorce is also an issue I mean in some ways for Muslims then divorce is easy um, without it having to become easy in the American system um, so I don't know I, let's Let's focus uniquely. What, yeah, what's the context? Like, yeah. like easy, like in the United States. You know, yeah, in the United States, it's gotten easier. But then I think there's also. Wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No. Okay. There is nothing. One thousand percent no. There is nothing easy about getting divorced in the United States of America. Like hmm. in it. Like not, like, not even close. Like, like in the, so like, like in Virginia, for example, like, if you, like, first of all, if you're getting divorced, like brass tacks most of the time, like if you're getting divorced, like it's been hell already, okay? Mm -hmm. So now you have to go through the court system, right, to get divorced if you can't figure out, like, especially if, if you've got, in Virginia, I think it's, if you don't have kids, you have to wait six months. In Maryland, you have to wait a year. Oh, if you, in, dude, or I should say dude, yeah. <laughs> um, like in, in, 
uh, in Virginia, if you have a kid, you have to wait one year. And okay. in my case, because it was a little compli complicated, I had to wait two years from the time that I separated, right? Mm -hmm. And in Maryland, I believe you have to wait two years, I think. It may, I, I believe it's two years if you have children. And so, like, if you, like I don't know if you've talked a lot of ex-husbands, ex-wives. Like, they usually, most of the time, do not like each other. Like, mm -hmm. especially if they've got kids. It's, like, there is so much at risk. There's so, emotionally, financially, mm -hmm. you know, reputation, et cetera. Like, there is so much at risk for such a long time. And obviously, it's emotional and whatnot. And you have to put them in the same room with constant conflict with their kids and do that for two years. And you're telling me that, that that's easy? Mm -hmm. No. No. Okay. I'm mistaken. <laughs> it's not easy. No. Okay. It is not easy to get a divorce. No, that's good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, honestly, I think it's, I mean, <laughs> My mindset changed a little bit, but I used to think if it's so hard to get out of a marriage, maybe it should be harder to get into a marriage. Hmm. Right. And I, 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 I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of going through uh, premarital counseling. Right. Like all things is good. You guys are happy. Like I remember going through one of the times I was going through marriage counseling. Someone was like, "Well, the problem is you're going it too late. Like it's like if you're getting diagnosed with cancer." you know, and it's at stage five, you know, it's going to be very difficult to rectify where if you caught it much earlier, it would have been better. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big advocate of, while things are great and you're courting or talking before marriage, everything is great, alhamdulillah, but you, you do premarital counseling to see where your strengths and weaknesses are, where her strengths and weaknesses are, and see if it's a match. Mm -hmm. No, alhamdulillah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea, and I think, I mean, this would be a whole other conversation, but I think for Muslims, and maybe it depends on the community, that there is this, there is this kind of difficulty people have with the idea of having a long courtship. A lot of people feel like it's not proper, it's not really Islamic, if you're talking to someone for too long. Um, but then, as you said, there are so many divorces in our communities, so something is going wrong and maybe the premarital counseling would help. Um, so, I mean, that's another issue, but yeah, it's a good point. Um, yeah. One other thing, that is a whole separate conversation. Yes, yes. for sure. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, and then we can go to the comments, um, that I guess I kind of mentioned already, but this idea of the freedom that people have outside of marriage versus the restrictions in marriage or maybe even the restrictions within a traditional marriage, that how do you really, um, not that you're trying to, but how do you sell people on traditional marriage when it feels like the roles are more restrictive so that they're losing a lot more freedom than they might have had pre-marriage? Can you give me an example of lack of freedom? Um, okay. In a traditional marriage, the man is the leader. So he gets to say where they're going to live or when or if they get to take a vacation or something like that. And the woman is used to living where she wants and traveling where she wants. So how, 
how would that look appealing to a woman who is used to that kind of freedom? How would traditional marriage look appealing to her? If that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so let me, let me get this straight, right? So we, we have a guy who is like, right? So, so they met, he's like, yeah, I want to, I want to be the leader. I want to do this. And she is like, well, I've always been working and doing my single and doing my own thing. And I agree that I'll change and you can do that. And I'll take, I'll play more of a follower role and you take a leader role. Is that what we're talking about? Right. Why would she want to do that? Actually, there's a comment here um, where this brother, he says, single people can do anything married people can do. And the opposite is not true. The, the opposite of what's not true? I missed that. He said, single people can do anything married people can do, but the opposite is not true. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Well, okay. Well, first of all, like, so as Muslims, right? Like, so as married, you can have sex. Okay. You can't do that if you're single, if you're a practicing Muslim, right? So that's, yeah, I, I would disagree with that. So yeah, there's no question that when you, so even if you take an analogy like a team, like like I've started companies, and so like when I'm just by myself, it's a lot easier. And then when I hire people, it gets more complex. But the idea is, the idea of like the idea of marriage traditionally hasn't been an institution of control, right? It's been an institution because life is hard, yeah. and you need and you need to have more to have someone to have to support each other. Right, like, right, like, like on a basketball team, you've got five people on a team. They they play much better when they're playing as a team versus they're just five individuals out there. And so, so it's true with marriage. Like, there's a lot of benefits of marriage. It's just not about I can't what I can't do. No, there's obviously there's there's cons if you're a very independent person. But there's uh, there's great benefits of marriage. So I, anyway, coming back to that, like, I don't know if I agree that it's a, it's this like super set that like marriage is just worse than being single. Like, I don't agree with that assumption. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree either. I just, I guess I want to really try to think about what are the benefits people see in modern marriage and I would definitely say that's one, that if a woman or a man, if you feel like within a more modern marriage, you could have more freedom that may look a lot more appealing. Um, so. Yeah, but like when you say like freedom, like so your example about like, well, going on vacation. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, a husband can say, can take a lead, but that doesn't mean dictate. Like, just like with, you know, like any reasonable CEO, they're going to have people reporting into him and he's going to get their input he, right now. He may lead. He may say, here's a direction. I want to go someplace where I want to go someplace in to like, let's say a Muslim country so that we can, we can learn about more about Islamic history. I'm just making that up. Mm -hmm. Right. And what do you think that we could do? Um, like, so that's not like control. <laughs> right? Even that is, unappealing to some people they want to be able to just go they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to have a conversation about it 
they just want to. So, so, you know, I mean, quite frankly, right? Like every couple is different, right? So it's hard just to just say like, here's the one silver bullet, but like, I mean, like I, there, there's this one um, professional about relationships, but you know, you know, one of the things that she said, one of the greatest ways to increase sexual polarity, sexual attraction is don't see each other. <laughs> so like, um, you know, maybe there's times depending on the situation that, I agree that they're just not to, maybe they are together, right? Maybe he goes somewhere, maybe she goes somewhere, maybe, you know, like we live in this, I'm going to take a step back for a second, I'll come back and answer this directly, but we live in a society where, where the man is supposed to be like her best friend. And when they first start the relationship, everything is different and everything is interesting. And then what happens is they, they watch the same TV shows, they watch the same movies, they watch the, the same, they go to the same clipbooks, they go, to the same parks, yeah. they do everything the same. They go to the dinner the same place. They go for the it's, it's the same, the same, the same, and particularly for women, that's that becomes very like women like interesting. They like mysterious, right? Like that that becomes very uninteresting. And so, you know, that's not to say that they have to do everything together. Actually, I would advise to do exactly the opposite. Like a man should have his life. A woman should have her life, and then they do some things together. Um, like it's it's unrealistic for for a woman to fill every role that a man wants, and vice versa. It's unrealistic for a man to fill every role that a woman wants uh, in her life. So, mm -hmm. um, so I'll just I'll say, yeah, everyone is different, mm -hmm. but you know maybe they do some things different. But but a man takes the lead. Like this is kind of to get her input. You know, he handles the logistics, he handles things, he makes sure that she feels safe and secure, provide interesting, exciting experiences like that. Yeah, you know. And so let's get to some comments and then I know you have to go soon. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Talia said, so he says a man rocking and rolling with his personal self will materialize the best relationships for him. And Nuruddin says the same for sisters. If we rock and roll in our lives, much goodness <laughs> should materialize for us too. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Agreed. <laughs> Brothers have to surround themselves with, with real striving, I guess with other real striving men. Uh, Agreed. When men are not masculine, women, women are not feminine. Uh, at the end of the day, that means we are not in harmony with divine design. Mashallah. 100% agree with that. Um, Talia says, thank you, sir. Yes, sincere gratitude is appreciated and helping out and not creating silly messes shows gratitude. Not making demands also shows gratitude and helping out shows gratitude and love. All right. Um, let's see. Amira said, I think there are economic and social supports from the larger family. And that does come into play with traditional marriages. Okay. Um, Amir also said, when we, when we look at even well-to-do families in other countries, the family resources are leveraged for the benefit of all and facilitate the buildup of wealth and many of the needs of the families are met. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good point, but I guess it's like, the likelihood of that happening in our society is is 
I don't know, it's so low that, you know, it's like, okay, that's, that's great that it happens in other cultures. But um, I think it's a lot harder to try to change the society or the community than to at least start with ourselves. Um, let's see. Hey, Nordine, I, I got about a minute before I got to okay. head out. So sorry. Um, yep. Okay, I'll read this last one. Legal marriage and legal divorce is a barrier from premature marriages and premature divorces. I support them, and many imams have come to support and require them. Okay, thank you, Michael. Thank you for joining us. I think we all benefited from your wisdom, mashallah. And um, inshallah, we can do it again. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and thanks for having this podcast and doing this uh Alaikum to everyone. Thank you guys for joining us in your comments, especially Taulia, let's see, Jermaine, um, Amir. There were a couple of you that commented a couple of times, and we appreciate it. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.